Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Truckers Podcast. Current events, local world news, and trending. I am your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. Welcome to the show. It is 9.38 a.m. This is Saturday, October the 2nd. Thank you for joining me. Talk about as more mandates come into effect and to be fully vaccinated. Thank you for joining me this morning, ladies and gentlemen. So as more and more um, places of uh, businesses, universities, healthcare facilities, more mandates are coming out that people who work there or go to school there are going to have to be fully vaccinated. Now here in Ontario, the university will not allow unvaccinated students who normally learn in person to take on online courses. They want to move into full classes over the winter time. Good morning. Thank you for joining me this morning. I'm your host, Doug from London, Ontario, Canada. Now, an Ontario university said it will not allow students who normally learn in person to take part in online courses this fall if they have not been fully vaccinated against COVID-19. And this is at the Wilford Laurier University. Students are required to disclose their vaccination status by October the 8th. Those who refuse to do so, as well as students who do not get both both doses of COVID-19 vaccine, could face the following consequences. Having access to my learning space suspended for fall term courses. Deregistration for fall in-person courses. Being unable to take part in winter term courses since all students are expected to be on campus for the winter term of 2022. Students who not plan on getting the vaccine should contact their academic advisors and Silver, uh, Wilfrid Laurier University added, it is using the fall semester as a transition term and that students taking online courses at that time will still be required to be fully vaccinated before in-person learning returns in the winter time. Now, there is an exception for students enrolled in fully online degree programs who are not required to attend campus. Now, at any time, um, and do not plan to visit the campus for any other reason, those students do not have to upload their vaccine status. Now, it's not just universities and colleges. Public servants, whether it's police, fire, ambulance and now all individuals who work in health care such as retirement homes and um, nursing homes all staff all support staff and even including PSWs will all now have to provide proof of vaccination. There are companies out there who mandate these policies and that 
if you are not going to be fully vaccinated, then it could go as far as termination. And that's including any of those sectors that I just mentioned. Hospitals as well. All staff to be fully vaccinated by a certain date or face other disciplinary actions and up to termination. Now, see, in the consultation with the public health experts, that vaccines are critical to the health of any educational place, public school, high school, colleges, universities, other sensitive workplaces. This is just another arsenal that we have in order to combat combat COVID-19. See, here in Ontario, we have been in the stage three opening for months now. And here in Ontario, we're not moving out of stage three reopening. Other places who have far less cases, and even so, they, they've come up with a four-step plan, they've come up with a five-step plan. Out in Alberta, they are in a crisis. And the reason why they're in a crisis is because back in July 1st, the government lifted all restrictions. It puts such a strain on their health care in Alberta and a strain in their hospitals and a strain on their doctors and nurses that they even had to call in specialized trained military personnel to help with the crisis. Manitoba is not too far behind. We've seen it when it, when, when it hit its peak here in Ontario. We didn't lift all our restrictions here in Ontario. We lifted some restrictions, but then at that point in time, like early spring, it was too soon and we found ourselves ourselves in a lot of trouble. And then two we nurses and doctors came from other provinces and, and we had to have the military come in, the specialized trained personnel for the military come into uh, here in Ontario. And we're not going to make that mistake again. And this is why we're not going to move out of stage three reopening. And we're going to stay in stage three until probably March or April of next year. Now we've seen spikes in cases. Uh, they fluctuate back and forth. But for the first time, you know, here in Ontario, we've seen the cases jump up over a thousand cases when we were, when we were, you know, going back, back and forth between, you know, 700, you know, drop down to 500 cases, then go up to 800 cases, drop back down to 600 cases, but it's starting to spike again. Now I suspect that, you know, the way it's been fluctuating, I suspect that in the next few days, and that it will start to decrease again. And that's what it's been doing over this period, whole period of time throughout the entire summer. But we have not gotten to the point again where we had to call a state of emergency, such as they're doing out in Alberta. And they are in a state of emergency. Now their premier out there He's not talking about going back into shutting down businesses, stay-at-home orders. 
um, reintroducing the mask mandate and then getting more people. Oh, sorry, I missed you. Um, getting more people um, vaccinated and that, but here with the uh, more uh, colleges and, and universities, I guess it would be good evening for you. It is good. Uh, uh, good morning for me. <laughs> uh, depending our depending where you are in the world. And that morning time. So, um, and of course, right now, um, with the vaccine mandates um, here in Ontario, um, for example, of, of indoor dining, um, going to the gym, going to movie theaters, uh, going to uh, sporting events, that you must provide your vaccine certificate that you are fully vaccinated. And of course, like anywhere else in the world, here across Canada, here in Ontario, um, people are protesting that it is against their it is against their rights. You know, they're not fully vaccinated and they feel that they can go to the gym and movie theaters and sporting events and concert halls and dine in restaurants and they're not fully vaccinated. Now, the Ontario Human Rights Commission had come out with their with their mandates and proof of vac vaccination certificates. Now, our vaccine mandates for going to your gym, your movie theater, or dine-in restaurants started September the 22nd and that people will be need to be fully vaccinated that's two doses plus 14 days and provide proof of vaccination along with photo ID to access certain public settings and facilities. Now, as we see people protesting around Ontario, around Canada, stuff like that, um, for the Ontario Human Rights Commission, Now, the duty to accommodate uh, for medical reasons, which is probably going to be far and few between and probably not very much at all. So some people are not able to receive the COVID-19 vaccine for medical or disability-related reasons. Under the code, organizations have a duty to accommodate them unless it would be significantly interfere with people's health and safety. Now the vaccines requires generally permissible. Now the Ontario Human Rights Commission says while receiving a, a COVID-19 vaccine remains voluntary, the Ontario Human Rights Commission takes the position that mandating and requiring proof of vaccinations to protect people at work or when receiving services generally permissible under the Human Rights Code, as long as the protections are put in place to make sure people who are unable to receive that vaccine, and that's talking about duty to accommodate for medical reasons. Now, many organizations are not included 
in the list of settings and organizations with proven need for COVID related health and safety requirements might also put COVID testing in place as an alternative to, to the mandatory vaccines or as an option for accommodating people who are unable to receive a vaccine for medical reasons. Now, when we talk about personal preference, personal preferences and singular beliefs, not protected. The Ontario Human Rights Commission and relevant human rights laws recognize the importance of balancing people's rights to non-discrimination and civil liberties with public health and safety, including the need to address evidence-based and risks associated with COVID-19. Now, receiving a COVID-19 vaccine, like they said, is voluntary. And at the same time, the Ontario Human Rights Commission's position is that a person who chooses not to be vaccinated based on personal preferences does not have the right to accommodation under the code. The Ontario Human Rights Commission is not aware of any tribunal or court decision that found a singular belief against vaccines or masks amounted to a creed within the meaning of the code. So, Good morning, or good afternoon, or evening. Sorry. <laughs> How are you today? Oh, it's it's a night time. It's a it's wonderful, sir. It's wonderful. It's evening. It's seven thirty p.m. It's in India. Okay. Cool. So uh, what? What's so? so where did you do? I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, where did you do this live podbin live sir which part of state uh, i mean say in united states i'm sorry i didn't catch that hi uh, your podbin live will be streaming that where did you do this podbin live in the united states which part of state you will do sir oh um this is i'm i'm live uh from ontario canada Oh, oh, Canada, Ontario, it's Ottawa, Canada, capital city. Yes, I'm in Ontario, Canada. It is... Um, it's a wonderful country, sir, Canada. Yeah, it's almost 10 o'clock in the morning here. Oh, it's a morning time. Yeah, you're breaking up. Uh, what the language did speaks Canadian? Yeah, you're... you're... Uh, sir, it's a uh, heavy raining, sir, it's raining. Yeah, I don't know. Do you have earpieces? It's raining, sir, here. That's right, sir. Yeah. Do you have earpieces yes, or I, headphones? Are you, yes, I'm using headsets while speaking with you. Okay, because cause some, sometimes we're getting a little bit of an echo in here and that, too. So that's why it's important to have headphones or earpiece. Uh, so what uh, Canadian speaks mostly language, sir? I mean, sir, it's uh, French or English, sir? Well, it's a bilingual country, and the two official languages is French and English. Uh-huh. Yes. So we, we do have a lot of languages. We speak in India. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I mean, you know, we're, we're a very cultural um, uh, country as well. So, you know, yes. uh, the, main, the main two languages is French and English. Uh, it's a, it's a difficult sir to learn French. I don't know. I've never tried to learn French. Oh, you didn't try the French language. Yeah, no, yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't speak any French. If so, I will, uh, uh, mostly. Learn uh, yeah. So, yeah, any like like uh, for the province of Quebec, um, it's a French uh, speaking uh, province. Uh, um, of course, parts of Ontario um, is uh, uh, parts of it is French speaking, uh, but the vast majority um, it's uh, mostly English. Uh, recently, the elections has uh, completed in uh, Canada. Who won? The, who has won the uh, elections? Sir, Justin Trudeau. 
Yes, uh, Justin Trudeau, um, he has won his third term, um, but it still remains a uh, minority government. I think he's he an English hoping, prime minister. Yes, he was he was hoping for a majority government, but again, he didn't he did not get that. So, but he is the, still the prime minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau. Yeah, you're breaking up on me again. Oh, sorry, sir. It's it's audible, sir. My voice is audible to you. Present right now. I'm sorry. My voice is audible to you, sir. Yeah, the audible. Your audible is not coming through that great. So, yeah, you're just breaking up. How many how many days you will do live searches? You sorry, sir. My network. I think it's bad. I think my network. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The audible coming from your end is 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 like it's just it's coming in and out. So. Uh, um, so how many days uh, you will do? How how many days do I do this podcast? Ah, yes, sir. In a week, how many days you will do a live in podcast for being in a week? Mostly on the, yeah, um, mostly on the weekends, um, Friday evenings, Saturday mornings, um, Sunday mornings, Sunday evenings. Um, you know, sometimes uh, I might do a show in the middle of the week. So I could do five, six shows, you know, a week. I could do four a week. You know, depending, but you know, generally mostly on the weekends. Uh, yes, uh, I want to visit Canada, but I don't. Uh, I'll not get a visa. to Canada from Indians. Yeah, you're gonna have to find a, another way of. Um, no, because you're just breaking up on me here. Uh, yeah, you just you're just you're just going in and out. What, are, just... the so, what are the best places to see in Canada, sir? Just if you want to travel to Canada, can you give any suggestion yeah. that what are the best places to see? No, I'm sorry, you're just you're just breaking up here. You have to find a location of something or or a better connection. Yeah, sorry to this caller here. It just, um, yeah, sorry, you know, you're just breaking up for, for whatever reason. Um, we could try this again. Uh, sir, it's uh, audible, sir, my voice. Yeah, still the audible on your end isn't working that well. Uh, so I can give you any suggestions that if I want to travel to Canada, just what are the best places to see and what are the best places? You're still breaking up. Maybe you can maybe maybe you could try just texting in and let's see if I can answer your questions for you because you're just breaking up on me here. So it's important, ladies and gentlemen, to, you know, I know it's tough when, when people are calling in from from around the world and, um, you know, the connectivity and, and stuff like that, you know, could um, play interference and, and, and stuff like that. But I appreciate this person calling in. But getting back to these mandated vaccine policies and rules that are, you know, coming into effect all across the country here in Canada you know, with the Ontario Human Rights Commission talking about um, when it comes to um, the personal preferences and singular beliefs that are not protected. So I'm talking about people out there who are simply just not going to get the vaccines because it's a preference. And it's a singular beliefs. So 
that means they are not going to be accommodated. So that means that they are simply just not going to be able to dine in restaurants. They're not going to go to the gyms. They're not going to be able to go to movie theaters. not going to go to concerts, any sporting events until they're fully vaccinated. They're even talking about making these vaccines um, uh, mandatory um, for... um, for schools because we already have um, vaccines that children get, you know, from the time they're born, from the time they start school, the list of vaccines that children have to have before they even start school. And they want to implement this as well. Because eventually Pfizer, um, you know, they're doing their studies on, on vaccines for, for children five and up, for the ages five and up. And whenever that will come about, probably not this year, probably into the next year. Um, but when it comes to enforcement and under the, the, uh, the provincial uh, regulations are responsible for making sure they meet the required proofs of identification of vaccine as outlined in the regulation. Service users must make sure any information they provide to organizations to show proof of vaccination or proof of qualifying for an exemption from a doctor because of medical reasons. And if identifications is complete and accurate, there are fines for both individuals and organizations that fail to comply. So we hear it all over the place. We hear it all over the place from anti-vaxxers and anti-maskers. Back last spring, the Human Rights Commission out in British Columbia put anti-maskers on notice. You know, there isn't anything here with the Ontario Human Rights Commission saying that it is against your rights. When in fact, it isn't against your rights. Because I have a right. I have the right not to get COVID from you. That's my right. And the more people, the more the people get it out there and take the time to look things up. Take the time to look at the Constitution. Take the time to look at the Human Rights Commission because this is what I do. I'm not just sitting here just spewing this out of my mouth. I'm telling you exactly what the Human Rights Commission is saying. And I've talked about when it came to, um, you know, when we went into lockdown and stay-at-home orders, you know, um, closing non-essential businesses. And... People were all up in arms and, you know, oh, it's a, it's a you know, freedom of movement. And, and yeah, we do have freedom of movement. But that had nothing to do with freedom of movement. Now, every single province and every single territory here in Canada, the provincial government has an emergency uh, mandate the emergency act. The federal government has an emergency act. And the governments, whether federal or provincial, have the sole responsibility under law to protect their citizens. 
in the event of war, in the event of natural disasters, and in the event of viruses. Under law, the government has to protect its citizens. And when we set forth and when the government sets forth these mandated rules, it's under the Emergency Act orders, which every province and and federal government has to have. Nobody said that vaccines are, are, um, you know, that you have to have a vaccine. Nobody said you have to. It's all voluntary to get a vaccine. But then organizations and places of, of, of business can mandate their rules and their policies. And especially in the healthcare field, especially in hospitals, with doctors and nurses and every single day They're on the front lines and making sacrifices beyond what we could even imagine. Not only just in their personal lives. And then you have these anti-vaxxers going out protesting in front of hospitals when the hospitals have nothing to do with the rules. And not only when they were protesting in front of hospitals, they're out there interfering and, you know, bothering people going into work, patients going into the hospitals for appointments, interfering with the entrances and exits for emergency vehicles. Hospitals aren't the place for protest. Your government offices are a place for the protest. And then you had the protesters out in, out in British Columbia, you know, they they went into a elementary school, which they had no business doing. The school went into lockdown. You can protest all you want. No one says you can't. But if you're just going to protest and you're going to be ignorant about it and you're going to be just causing problems, causing trouble, which they have. If you can't do a peaceful protest, then don't protest. If you're looking for attention, you're not getting it from me and you're not getting it from the general public. If you're looking for empathy, you're not getting it from me. And you're not getting it from the general public. This majority of the general public is in line with the mandates. Right here in Ontario, you know, we are at the we are, you know, basically um, majority of, of Ontarians right here in this province are 80, 80% fully vaccinated. Canada itself is 79% fully vaccinated.
But for, for those who choose, and I'm saying choose not to get vaccinated, that's your problem. And under the Human Rights Commission, when it comes to personal preferences and singular beliefs, you are not protected under the rules and regulations. Is where you will be subject to fines. You will not be allowed to dine in restaurants, movie theaters, gyms, sporting events, casinos, any indoor public building, unless you're fully vaccinated, to go to the, these events, you won't be going. More workplaces across Canada and here in the province of Ontario are putting in these mandates to be fully vaccinated. That's the way it is. And it will be hard pressed to get a medical release from a doctor because the desk not going to hand out doctor notes. It's not to get you out of anything. It's not like when you were back going to high school and when you, when you could write your own note to get out of class. You know, doctors aren't going to write notes so you can get into restaurants and bars in gyms and movie theaters. It's not how it works. You have to have a real medical condition of why you cannot receive the vaccine. So the message to you, to you anti-vaxxers and even you anti-maskers Personal preference, preferences and singular beliefs are not protected under the law. You need to get that message loud and clear. So your little rants and tantrums, go ahead and do it, have a tantrum all you want. You can lay down on the ground and kick your feet, holler and screaming like a child. Personal preferences and singular beliefs not protected. Just want to make that very clear to people here across Ontario, across Canada. You know, you have the British Columbia Human Rights Commission. Manitoba's Human Rights Commissions, and they all fall in the same line. And that's why it's so important, ladies and gentlemen, to do, to do a little research, to do a little homework. Uh, when it comes to, to policies and vaccine mandates or just your rights in general. You know, it's just, you know, a group, a certain group of people, you know, don't like policy, don't like mandates, don't like rules. And somehow it's right off the bat is against your rights when you don't even take the time to educate yourself on what your rights are and what rights you don't have when it comes to 
a virus. And of course, you know, with all the misinformation that goes on out there in the world from these anti-vaxxers, it's just absolutely ridiculous. And that's why, if you're not sure about something, that's why it's so important to fact check. It's so important to 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 research. It's so why it's so important to talk to a healthcare professional, somebody that actually knows, not your Joe Blow neighbor, because he or she is an anti-vaxer. You're not going to get the answers you're looking for. You know, with these mandated rules coming out with the, with the uh, vaccine mandates and the proof of vaccine certificates that had started September the 22nd here in Ontario, British Columbia, Manitoba, Quebec, Ontario, and other provinces are coming out with their mandates of proof of vaccine certificates. And eventually, according to the Ontario government here, is that uh, in in mid-October, they'll come out with the QR code. And that will be um, specifically for that individual that they're fully vaccinated when you scan that QR code it'll show the vaccine it'll show that you have two doses now over the course of the time you know this has only been you know really nine days ten days maybe you know, since this had come out with the with the uh, certificates, um, there has been um, very low to 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 really no problems. I'm not saying there hasn't been problems. There has been problems, even with businesses. I mean, there's there's been restaurants that said, "Oh, we're not going to follow the rules," and then soon after. They get a visit, you know, from the authorities. They do a complete 180 and say, yeah, we're going to follow the rules. Because for businesses, it can be anywhere from $5,000 fine to $50,000 and more. We're not following the rules. Individual fines are seven hundred and eighty dollars. There hasn't been really any any problems with people showing up unvaccinated and wanting to go into a restaurant. They'd say their peace and leave. And like I said before. I'm going to be in a restaurant dining inside and those who personal preferences or singular don't want to get vaccinated. You're going to be standing on the outside looking in with your face pressed against the glass and licking the glass because you're not going to be able to go in. When it comes to the health and welfare of people, we all have a responsibility. 
one of these anti-vaxxers, anti-maskers, like it or not, we all have a responsibility. You don't want to be responsible. That's your problem. Not mine. Don't make it my problem because I, was, I will show you no empathy. And this day out here across Ontario is going to be a beautiful day out today. Clear blue skies. It's going to be um, about 75 Fahrenheit out today. And I am going um, away uh, today um, to visit some, some friends. And... Um, we will be going out in the evening and we will be dining in and we are all fully vaccinated and we have our certificates that we are fully vaccinated. It's that simple, ladies and gentlemen. It has nothing to do with, you know, uh, religion, creed, none of that stuff. When it comes to the enforcement, when it comes to personal preferences and singular beliefs, you're not protected. Of course, they have the uh, the COVID testing as an alternative to vaccine requirements. But even then, by taking a mandatory um, COVID-19 test twice weekly, three times a week, or whatever the case may be, whatever they want to mandate, you know, they're stepping aside. They're, they're, that is not, they're going to stop doing that. It's either you're going to be vaccinated or you don't attend school, university, college, potentially lose your job. Now, barriers in accessing COVID vaccines and testing, language barriers or lack of access to to compatible phone or internet connection, make it harder for some. The co-protected groups define information about vaccines or testing. Older people or people living with disabilities may have difficulty booking or, or using their vaccine or testing appointments, or may not need extra support to be vaccinated or undergo testing. You know, this, when it, when, it, when it comes to this sort of thing, that has nothing to do with personal preference. These are barriers that some people to, um, to in order to get vaccinated, but throughout this campaign of vaccinations, we've had mobile clinics. going into the communities with mobile clinics for people with barriers to get vaccinated. So what it comes down to is when it comes down to personal choice not because of barriers, not because of medical. Personal choice and singular beliefs are not protected under the Human Rights Commission's codes.
So, you know, back, um, you know, during the election here in Canada, you know, we had the, the people's, uh, the people's party of Canada. It's not even, um, it's just a group. It's just an anti group is, is what that is. People's party of Canada. It's like the proud boys, something really stupid like that, you know, just anti everything. I mean, they'd be anti breakfast, you know, um, You know, when, you know, when it comes to protesting, I mean, I mean, if you can't do it responsibly and you cannot act like an adult and be respectful, then don't protest. Because you want to make an ass of yourself, go right ahead and make an ass of yourself. Because that's what you're doing. You're going out there and just being irresponsible, an irresponsible protester. You're just making an ass of yourself. You're not proving nothing. You're harassing people. You know, some people take it, some people get uh, uh, racial about it. It's absolutely ridiculous. You know, the anti-vaxxers out there, they try to push the limits. You know, they don't follow the general rules like most of us do. Or the rest of us do. Because somehow the rules don't apply to them. You know, it's like, you know, some car drivers out there, you know, a lot of car drivers out there thinking that the rules of the road don't apply to them. They don't have to deter to the speed limits. They don't have to deter to, to they don't have to adhere to any of the of, of the traffic laws. It's like these anti-vaxxers. And what they find the and what the position they find themselves in because of personal personal preferences and singular beliefs. You find yourself on the outside looking in. That's where they find themselves. You know, it's just something that, you know, I see people, you know, acting ridiculous. And I don't even give them the time of day. I don't even give them a second look. I just go about my business. You know. And when I'm walking into a restaurant or a sporting event or a gym or a movie theater. I know that the people in there and the people that work there are fully vaccinated. Now I know vaccines aren't 100% proof. It's like the flu shot. It's not 100% proof, but it's better than nothing. See, once again, out in, in Alberta, I mean, they are in a serious crisis. 
in their healthcare system in their hospitals. Their ICUs are full. I mean, they have to, the, 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 you know, the government has to go as far as saying they, you know, they have to, you know, put a hold on other surgeries. You know, they have to put a hold, have to put a hold on people who need heart surgeries because their intensive care units are full. With people of, with, with COVID-19, the, un, the unvaccinated are filling up the hospitals. And other people who need the hospitals because they have to recover from heart surgery, because you have heart surgery, you have to be in the intensive care unit after heart surgery. And now they have to have a hold, put a hold on those types of surgeries out in in Alberta. And whose fault is that? Well, you can blame the, 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 the provincial government for it for lifting all the restrictions back in July, as though thinking that the pandemic is over, when in fact it's not. This is what happens when you let your guard down. Citizens out in Alberta were calling for the premier to resign. not going to resign. They're going to have to vote him out. Oh, we're just introducing the mask rules again. You know, it's, you know, it's, you know, with, with something like this going on around the world, you know, with a virus, you know, um, when you start to see through layers and layers of your healthcare system, you find out how fragile your healthcare system is. I don't know what they're gonna do you know, out there in Alberta, I guess they're just going to have to try just to get it under under control um, the best way they can. Because when you're starting to see over 4,000, 5,000 cases a day, and you let it get that far, and now you have to try to turn the tides. By getting help from other provinces getting help from the military it may be too little too late and they're just going to have to ride the wave where they're going to have to implement more more rules bring the rules back you know the healthcare professionals out there in Alberta are calling on the government to go back into lockdown stay-at-home orders, close all non-essential businesses. You're overloaded the healthcare system in that province. And then you expect the doctors and nurses to stay on and to put up with this? It's like the anti-vaxxers, you know? Yeah, who cares, right? Yeah, who cares about our doctors and nurses? They'll be there for us. It's their job. No, I don't think so. A matter of fact, we're seeing more shortage and shortages of doctors, uh, of nurses, mainly in the healthcare field. And throughout this pandemic, not just through retirement, but nurses quitting. 
because they had enough. You can't blame them. All the stressors that, that were put upon them. And so you think, ah, you know what, nurses, they got the magic potion. They'll make the boo-boo go away. Walk into the walk into the hospital. And who do you see? You see the nurse first before you see the doctor. You have specialized trained people. Nurses, whether you're a man or a woman. Working in specialized units, such as the intensive care units. Day in, day out. And to be called upon throughout this pandemic. Do we really, do we, when do we ever think about them? We think about them when you need, when you need to go see a nurse or a doctor. They're there every single day, day in, day out. They're there taking care of you when you come out of heart surgery in the intensive care units. And yet with these anti-vaxxers out there, they don't give a shit. Why would they? So as all these mandates coming out, these vaccine mandates coming out and policies being put in place, you know, your personal preferences and your singer and your singular beliefs are not going to help you. So I thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining me this morning here on the Truckers Podcast, for taking the time out of your morning, afternoon, or evening. Thank you for joining me this fine Saturday. This is the Truckers Podcast. I'm your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. Enjoy your weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Be safe. Take care. Give your loved ones a hug and tell them you love them. Thanks for joining me.